With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. Simply visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. Welcome back, everybody. You're here listening to the Up Your Brave show with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. And I'm so thrilled to be going to Hamilton. Well, virtually going to Hamilton. I'm Next, I'm talking to Lindley Aaron, all about the spiritual side of menopause, revealing the wise woman through Perry and menopause. Welcome to the show, Lindley. Oh, thanks for having me, Natalie. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to dive into the spiritual side of menopause and to meet someone named Lindley, my mom's name. Oh, wow. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you that don't know Lindley Aaron, Lindley is an unschooling mama of two boys, uh, age 12 and another age. She is a musician. She facilitates women's circles and offers ceremonies such as mama blessings and head fastings, hand fastings. Ooh. More recently, she has been called to delve deeply into the world of what women move through spiritually and emotionally in the autumn of life, the path of menopause, and how they can connect consciously during this time of change to burn down the falsities and misalignments and reveal the new life awakened in this phase. Ooh, this is exciting. This is very, very exciting. Um, You know, we haven't really delved into menopause on my show, and definitely we haven't talked much about the spiritual side of it. So these are two of my things that I'm keen to learn about coming together. So exciting to have you here. Hey, before we dive into that, can you give us a little bit more backstory? Like, how did you, Mama of Two, get into this unique area that you're now sharing with other people? Mm, well, it's been a bit of a, um, a path, really. So I think my my journey really began with birth trauma um, with my first son and moving through and having a very healing birth with my second son. And the the way that I got there was through uh, women's circles, um, which were through the Home Birth Association and being held so deeply um, by other women, which I'd never experienced before. Um, and that just really ignited in me that having women getting together for the purpose of, you know, listening, um, hearing, all of these types of things, it, yeah, it just felt so right. Um, And because there wasn't really anything around in 2019 that I could find, um, I decided to create women's circles um, and been doing them every moon since. And, And so my um, I guess interests and things like that have gone through. Um, I still am very interested in all the transitions of life, basically. So, um, mothering, childbirth, pregnancy, um, and those types of things, hence my mama blessings. And um, yeah, and now I'm 44 now, and um, I am definitely going through perimenopause. And so, yeah, just really got ignited by, I was reading, who was it? It was Jane Hardwick Collins. Um, I was reading something on her website. I've always known about the the triple goddess, which is the the maiden mother crone. And um, anyway, there's this new archetype that jumps in, which is the maiden mother maga crone. So the, normally the mother would kind of, you know, cover the um, the spring and the summer of our, um, or the mother would do that. But the maga comes in and she's the autumn of our life. And um, I was just like, wow, okay. When I hit menopause, you know, it could be five, 
10 years away. Um, well, probably more likely five. But, um, yeah, we've got this new archetype because I don't feel like I can claim, claim the crone, <laughs> you know, at, um, at this age. So it just ignited this um, fire in me, I guess, of like, wow, there's, there's something really here in this rite of passage of menopause. Yeah. I think it's so important to celebrate the stages and the phases of life. We do that a little bit with kids, you know, different birthdays. And, you know, like my son, he's just about, you know, he's just started um, high school, you know, my youngest high school. We do those kind of milestones. But the stages of of development and life, I think that's so important. I'm going to ask an obvious question that some of my audience will be wondering, which is what do you mean by woman's circle? A woman's circle. So a woman's circle to me is a place where we gather um, with Gosh, it's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful, loving space of women who may not even know each other, but we sit in this circle and it's like a, I don't know, I, I feel like it's a coming home. When, when new women come and sit in a circle, they usually cry. And I think it's, um, it's a deep remembrance of being held by other women in these, you know, villages <laughs> that we would have used to have where you just walk outside and the other women are there doing the things where we join them. So a woman's circle is like a, a modern day, well, no, it's very ancient, but it's the ones we have now are a modern day version of the village, I suppose. Um, um, the ones I facilitate, um, the women who come, we stay connected and it's just always this beautiful place where we come and do spiritual work together, um, have a place to release anything that needs to move through us, whether it's a celebration or um you know, something that's really hard to move through and we need a support network. Um, yeah, it's a place to be really, really heard without having to be fixed. So so often when we're speaking to things that we want, um, that we're having trouble with, people just want to go, how about you if you do this? Or can, can you do this, you know? And it's actually everyone's got their own answers deep within them. And I think when you sit in a circle and you're just being heard, no one's going to interrupt you, um, then you know, sometimes those things can rise to the surface for yourself as you verbally process them in a circle. Yeah. And we sing and we, we <laughs> there's quite a lot of things. We do path working, like meditation and drumming, singing. Outside, yeah. Is it outside or inside? It can be either. Either. Yeah. What I'm trying to do, I mean, I generally, I know what a circle is. I have interviewed other people that do them and I know people that do them. I think it's so amazing, so powerful. Um, but it's not something we hear a lot about. So that's why I'm really getting you to create that vision for people in terms of, you know, where is it and, and that type of thing and how many people would be in the circle? Are we talking 10? Um, yeah, I keep it to 11 max um, just to keep it um, intimate. And so when we have, because usually there's rounds of like, I'll share something yes. and ask a question. And by the time you get around, you know, more than 11 women, it's, it's just too, it's too much for each question and to keep it. Yeah, and I like everyone to feel like they can connect deeply with the people that are there. Yeah. Uh, I just love this so much. And I feel like it's about, like what you said, self-expression. So the a, a, a space, like a physical space and people holding space, which means not jumping in with all the answers, but just holding the energy um, and as a place to self-express 
and also receive support through listening, not support through answers and strategies and solutions. It's like support yeah. through the listening and, and sometimes, you know, physical support, like hugging and, and also support through safety of being able to release like the tears and crying, which a lot of people would be holding in for ages, I imagine. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. It's a very, very vulnerable place um, mm. to be. And um, hence why people get nervous and cry normally. Um, but it's yeah, just the act of getting those tears started. And, you know, that's just such a, a beautiful release for a lot of people that, yeah, like you say, have been, you know, as women, we often move around our world with this mask on that everything's fine and everything's okay. And it's and it's not always, and we, but we don't necessarily have a safe place to really um, just let that, you know, crumble for a while. Yeah. Mm. So, so good. And so therapeutic for those of you listening, um, I would love to know, have you been part of a circle like this? Or is this something that, that you feel um, would be helpful for you? I think it might be you can send us a text, let us know your thoughts 2057 on the text or inbox at realitycheck.radio. Let's talk about menopause. This is obviously something that does relate, I imagine, to every listener because not every listener navigates menopause, but they probably know someone who does, you know, a sister, a mother, a partner, etc. So I had the beautiful combination of COVID, teenagers, and menopause. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I don't, I mean, COVID, you know, the experience of COVID, the three years of COVID, yeah. but um. Yeah. Actually, so far, so good, meaning teenagers, really so far, so good. The COVID thing, so fascinating in terms of, because I'm very much an observer of humanity, so mm -hmm. very much, you know, just so fascinated and sometimes shocked um, by how different people behaved and things like that. So it actually was bad, but it, it was, I kind of look at the positives for me in terms of learning and, and healing and awakening. Mm. Yeah. And menopause. Um, my, so I started off with really bad headaches every month for like 24 hours. And sometimes I would vomit because it gets so bad. So I've never had migraines in my life. Never had any like monthly period pain. I've had such an easy ride. Um, so I just got the headache thing. But then that recently I started getting hot flushes, hot flashes. And I actually love them because I'm usually quite cold. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, I'm really warm right now. So anyway, those are my physical symptoms. I'm not asking you for like help and diagnoses, but I'd love you to comment from a spiritual perspective on, let's start with menopause in general, and then maybe we can move into some of these symptoms and different women, I imagine, experience different things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to be such a different experience for for all of us. Um, my my mum just went into menopause at 45 and stopped bleeding and that was that and she didn't have any other experience with it so you know with what my exploration is I think it's a beautiful choice if we choose to really look at this um, transition in our lives as something that can be a massive transformational container for us um, but if it's not then you know we don't have to try and find it if it doesn't feel like a calling but um, yeah I mean just thinking about your, your hot flashes while it's in, in my mind. Um, it's like a, everything I've read and quite a lot of the books that I've been reading now and it just resonates so deeply is that it's like a forge. You know, we get this, we're in a transformational transition. So that hot flash is like a, a forge, like this alchemy happens if we choose to embrace it. Um, so, you know, a lot of women might kind of wiggle and squirm, oh, I'm having a hot flash and really resist the, the feeling of it. But how could we like actually use it as a um, an alchemy 
mm. when we're feeling this heat like running through our bodies it's like oh like you could just even just settle into the feeling of it or you could have what what could this be for what could I be alchemizing right now and just see if anything drops in and and let it move through you so it can actually be a um a beautiful tool that we can use moving through menopause if we have if we have hot flashes um not everyone will have them some some women have chills um instead of <laughs> hot flashes and I don't want that so, no, no, and some some women don't um, exp- just experience them at all. So, um, yeah, in terms of alchemy, I do, I do this in my show. I jump in on words for people just to make sure we're on the same page. When I, you say alchemy, I think turning lead to gold. Mm. So I'm not sure if that's what you mean, like obviously literally, but I mean, you know, also energetically, like what are the, like at the, I might, so if, let's say I have a hot flash flash and I'm like, Ooh, what am I thinking in this moment? Like, wow, that's interesting. What was I thinking when I suddenly got that? That's what I'd be looking at. But what do you mean by alchemy? Yeah. So, so basically that, so metaphorically, yeah, mm-hmm. lead, lead into gold would yes. be like the actual. And so metaphorically it would be, um, how can we, because well, energy has to, if we look at it in an energetically, energy is always there no matter what it presents as so you know I'm nervous on the podcast but this is exactly the same feeling as excitement so yes. with my with my mind I can just go and alchemize my nervousness into like wow I'm really honored and excited to speak with Natalie today mm. and so that's what I'm kind of talking about with alchemy so and you know anger if we're experiencing anger or rage with um some of these hormones that are rushing through our bodies at menopause like how can we alchemize that? Like, is there a reason that it's there? It's got some kind of purpose. How can we alchemize that, that purpose of the rage into something powerful, um, for, for our lives, because it's, it's going to have a message there if we, if we care to listen to it. Um, yeah. (laughs) I, I love that. I'm definitely open to that. Okay, so what about the other one that I mentioned? And I also don't know what other symptoms other women have, so you can comment on those as well. Um, any comment on the headaches? And the headaches. Intense, intense yeah. migraines where, you know, yeah, I can still do a little bit on the computer, but if I know I'm going to get it that day, I would literally cancel interviews because yeah. I just can't be on my game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So... I don't know for you what what headaches would mean. I've definitely seen it through my research that headaches is a big, um, if we looked at the physical with the hormones going through and changing, that that might be the physical cause. Um, If I looked at the more metaphysical or spiritual, my instinct would be like a a shutting down from the, um, the outside world because you need that space and time to come back um, and be with yourself and you know a headache is something that will shut you down and mm-hmm. make it so you have to be with yourself um, during that time so I'm not saying that is what's happening but that's where I that's the first thing I would think of um, for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yeah I don't know if that's helpful. No, it is helpful because (laughs) sometimes, you know, sometimes in in society, whatever, we just kind of do what's on the calendar and we um, just, you know, forge ahead, carry on, soldier on. But sometimes we do need that cave time. Some people would call it a duvet day. Um, Sometimes, you know, time to just not be, for me, delivering, right? So I do a lot of coaching. I do a lot of training online and in-person facilitation of groups and such. So for me, if I'm not, I like not delivering as well. I do a lot of not delivering, but sometimes I guess when the headache comes on, it's like, okay, I'm not delivering today. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. It's kind of like forced, um, 
forced downtime and mm. you know because I think a lot of um, women we don't we, we're very cyclic creatures and yet in the modern world we've forgotten to actually you know plan um, our months along with our own cycles or mm-hmm. with the moon um, because we're not we're not supposed to be this steady creature that does 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 and doesn't have any we're supposed to have you know <laughs> just like the moon if we followed a moon cycle you know it shows us perfectly that we wax and we wane and we have our full moon celebration time and we have our dark moon contemplation time so that's um yeah it's we're not necessarily supposed to always be <laughs> going full full blast all the time yeah and that is thank you and that's such a great reminder for people it's like you don't have to be go all go all the time and and people will message me and they'll be like nat i don't know how you do it and i'm like i don't you don't see me when i'm lying in my hammock you know reading or in my swing chair reading it a physical book, which I love doing, an actual book, not a digital. You know, you don't see me sitting in my hot tub. (laughs) You just see me online, but I'm not doing that all the time. Um, It's so important to give ourselves permission to have that that downtime. But I I hear what you're saying. It's not just, it shouldn't be reactive. It's a plan ahead if you know your moon cycle. I've got a client a few years ago, she said to me, oh, I never do any events or workshops when when I'm bleeding. And I was like, I never thought about that before but it makes absolute sense uh it does it does it's such a powerful thing for us to use like if we're still menstruating you know using our our cycle as something to plan so i've done that since the birth of my second son has worked very closely with my cycles and it's so empowering just to know the days when you're going to be really creative and the days that you're probably not going to be just so you have you can um not have all these expectations of yourself on a day. You know, if I'm on day 20, day 21, 22, I'm, and I'm going, oh, I can't get this thing happening for myself. It's like, that's okay. You know, you knew that was going to happen. So just give yourself some grace and wait for five more days and you'll be on. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, it's just kind of knowing, getting to know yourself deeply as well, because it's, you know, a lot of us don't, we just, function with society and how society moves and not with how we move within it. Mm. Yeah. Permission to quit, cancel or recommit, right? Mm. If you know, if you just don't feel up to it and it's really honoring honoring that. I know, you know, some people might roll their eyes, just going to say it. Some people might roll their yeah. eyes and think like, "Oh, come on, just pop a Panadol and carry on." But I think listening to our bodies and this is something we are doing more now than ever off the back in my view of the COVID dramas and traumas that we've all experienced. And when I say the COVID, I actually mean, I don't mean, you know, whatever, the illness. I'm talking about the past four years. I feel like people are more in tune with their body and more in tune with listening to your body is trying to tell you something. So um, it's really, that's part of it as well. What other symptoms um, can you comment on from a more of a metaphysical perspective? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really like to comment on symptoms as such um I, I think it's I'm trying not to see messages everything. from the body yeah yeah messages <laughs> from the body yeah and I think I think that's all it is because we're all going to have such different ones I mean I definitely hear and read a lot about the brain fog and um the cotton cotton head like different people call it different things of um you know just that the mind actually not being able to grasp these things outside anymore and you know, and again, like I said, with your headaches, I think that's a lot to do with coming back 
within. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's we're coming to a time where we're coming back into our own beings a lot more. Um, it's looked at kind of as a time as a second like rebirth. I think we've kind of, you know, as we've been born and children and in our teens and everything, we're so we're so conditioned by how we fit in with our family and our society, our school groups, like what whatever we're doing. Um, and then we're mothering possibly, or in a, you know, some kind of career if we aren't a mother. And then, so we're conditioned doing, doing, doing for other people. And then I think we get to this stage and it's just like, we start to get these um, signals and messages of not want, not wanting to anymore. And sometimes they're like coming through the physical symptoms, I, I believe, and it's to make us stop and actually I mean, a message that I'm hearing from, you know, I'm around most of the women who I'm around are kind of coming up to that perimenopause um, or have gone through it or are going through it. And there's this common message of um, it's, I'm really feeling this yearning to be me now and do the things for me because I've done mm. all this stuff for people my whole life, mothered them and been there for them. And now my my passions are actually starting to go, hey, you know, have a look at have a look at what it is for you. And maybe you don't even know what that is. Like a lot of people wouldn't even know where to start because they've just given themselves to others throughout their whole lives. Um, so I think it's a it's like a, a weaving of a cocoon almost is like how a lot of people put it. And it's so, you know, it's <laughs> such an overused um, thing for transformation. But it's so true, I think, with menopause it is literally going in with everything we've ever can been conditioned with in our lives um all the thoughts and beliefs that we've created that's going to all turn to go um through through this rite of passage because everything's going to keep coming up everything that we've pushed away our whole lives that we're like not going to look at I, I i can definitely feel it it's it's like you don't have the same tolerance for it anymore it's mm. coming up to be um reviewed and the energy changed, however that is, whether it's a um, you know a moving away from or a new relationship with or any of these types of things. So it's this big, big chance of um, almost like a second, second chance, <laughs> a, a rebirth into who you actually are. Mm. Mm. From goo to the true you. <laughs> but I think that's so important. You're right, and people do tend to at this stage review. You know, who am I? What am I about? What do I want to do going forward? And they do reprioritize themselves. And then some of them, we've heard about, you know, reinventing yourself, right? Some of them do that and they emerge different. And, they be, and, and people say, you know, you don't care as much what other people think. And that's probably part of it as well. It's more yeah. stepping into the true you, who you are currently, which might be very different from who how people know you and and do, do people experience pushback with that do they try to ex express the true them and then other people are like oh you're being a bit bossy no i'm just being more assertive and more honest with what my views so do you do you see that people are getting pushback or is it well received um i think it would be very much both mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in different areas um i know for myself i think you know with moving through women's circles and that a lot of it was finding your voice and actually being able to speak and let that move through you and and that was well received in some areas and not so well received in in mm -hmm. others um so there's a kind of 
um, you know, people are used to you how you are, so they're used to relating with you in this specific way. And when you put, um, a, you know, a stick in the spokes with that, then people <laughs> are like, they get a bit of a shock of, um, oh, okay, this conversation is going differently, or I'm getting a different reaction than I than I normally would. You know, so they have to. It's just relating in a different yeah. way. But um, so yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. And I think that's where we've got this opportunity as things are moving through us to just be really aware of where it's coming from and having that compassion for ourselves. Because if we let it build up, build up, build up, that's when we are going to get like that volcanic rage and everything mm-hmm. because it's it's gonna it's gonna go somewhere eventually. <laughs> so yeah, how can we how can we learn to allow that movement in our everyday lives basically because if it's you know if something stagnates we know what stagnant water looks like and it gets mosquitoes and it goes all um, brown and gross and it there's nothing there but if we have that fluid you know free flow of water all the time we're less likely to get to volcanoes and (laughs) um yeah a big meltdown or anything like that yeah this conversation is so synergistic because I literally have my two two of my coaching um offers, right? One is called the true you. (laughs) And the other one is called voice your impact. And it's really about expressing, well, it is about interview skills and speaking, but for some people they're like, I'm not a business owner, but I just want to be able to express myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and I've said this before on my show, a lot of people know the relationship between emotions and health and wellness. If we suppress our emotions, if we suppress, especially our self-expression as women, It often will result in dot, 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 thyroid problems Mm -hmm. um, or cancer quite often. And and so we so if we can and if you can, which which is what you're doing in your circles, it's so powerful. Encourage women to, you know, take off their happy mask, to leave their ego at the door, you know, to sit in circle, to feel like they can finally just release and reveal who they are, how they feel. You're actually helping people. Like I always say, every business is either selling love, money, or health. That mm. makes people feel less salesy when they realize and they really connect to that. They go, oh my gosh, I'm selling love. Oh my gosh. I'm, you're, you're selling, mm. you know, you are literally selling love and health. I love that. It's mm. so cool. Mm. Yeah, Helping it's- women to be more healthy by helping them with that support and expressing themselves. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Oh, what you. impacts have you seen Um when women honor their menopause perimenopause journey instead of fighting it Mm. well yeah it just comes back to that beautiful chance and I've got um I wrote it down here it's you know if we embrace that it's a profound spiritual invitation and it creates and shows us the way for yeah wondrous transformation in our deepest being um, so if we consciously choose this transition, it's an opportunity for this, you know, transformational exploration. So it's it's just got this um, richness for finding out or un- you're revealing who who we truly are under this. And I mean, I, I look at this exploration as I love the seasons. So like in my circles, I work with the seasons. So I kind of follow the Celtic wheel of the year um, and, and through that. So you know, if we look at the maiden being the spring, the mother, the summer, and we're moving into the wise woman or the maga in, in the autumn of our lives, and if we really look to that season, then we it's got all the clues in it when we look at what happens in autumn 
and it gives us the clues for what we're going to be moving through um, in our life. And so it is a, it's like a mini death with, you know, the leaves are turning and they fall down to the I ground. know, I was thinking shriveling up. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but we get this rebirth, don't we? And, and um, mm-hmm. the Chinese medicine, they call it the second spring mm-hmm. um, menopause. So, you know, we do have that. It's, we're not, we're not over yet. <laughs> so, but we can, we can look to it because, you know, if we do look biologically, we do, we do start getting more brittle and we do start getting more dry and we do, um, you know, so those symptoms are there of autumn, but when these leaves come down, you know, they sit into the soil and, you know, we, we think of the, um, the compost and how beautiful is that, that you have all this death so if we think about all the things we're releasing and letting go or the conditioning and things that we don't want moving forward and then you can create this beautiful new nourishing soil for the new growth of whatever is going to be um so i think it's really yeah beautiful to look to the seasons like that for our life yeah and our journey yeah so in terms of the archetypes what um is it yeah what are can you I think there were three or maybe four what was that new one that you discovered and how do people know which archetype they're in is it is an age thing yeah so it's like an age or a rite of passage so Mm. yeah so basically um you're born (laughs) um obviously and you're you're in the maiden um and yeah and then you hit your next rite of passage would be your menstruation um and then so you're still in the maiden through there and then you come into the the summer of your life um even if you're not um a physical mother if you haven't birthed a child you know you're you're still you've still got that beautiful womb space that is for creating so you bring you'll be bringing something into the world whether it's a biological life um or not and then that kind of goes the mother so that would be maybe you know 25 to 30 that you would be in the maiden and then from there you would be in the the mother phase of your life up until about 50 um that would be around when menopause would come and that's the wise woman or the maga and then you'd go from about 70 or 75 you'd step into that um crone but a lot of women will still call themselves crone now um from menopause because the triple the triple uh, maiden mother crone is what we've always had until more mm. recently yeah but this this maga that's giving us um can you spell yeah, that for me it's um m-a-g-a okay, and not, not like the one that we were hearing around covid with the um <laughs> was it make make america great again <laughs> or something like that it's not that but it's um it's actually the feminine version of um the magus or the wise man the mm-hmm. magician um putting in there and I think it's it's been put in there because, you know, the, the crone, you know, she's she's winter and she's kind of the settling of the spirit and, and that type of thing. Whereas, you know, after we've been mother, we are really in that extended mother phase. Um, we've still got so much to offer. We, you know, often out there earning a lot of money. A lot of us nowadays are still very entrenched in mother, even as we're moving into the wise woman, because a lot of women are having their children later too. And and that in itself can bring up a lot. So for me, um, you know, I'm starting to move through perimenopause. I've got an eight and a 12-year-old um, and we're unschoolers. So I've got my kids around me constantly. I've got all these passions that I'm um, are brewing in me to, you know, spring forth. And um, I do struggle with it 
and it's I love my choices that I've made and I want to stick with them but I have these like um I don't know I call them like yearnings and like squirmings and like itchings almost to like um be understand who I am like deeply and I feel like that's what's starting to move through for women and in this wise woman phase is we want to know who who we are underneath all of the expectations of others that we've always worn so strongly. Not everyone, but a lot of women will say the same things. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's you can just feel that. For me, I just want to be alone um, so often, and I don't always get a chance to do that, um, but it's just like a, a, a yearning to just sit with myself and be in the presence of my own being. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what's what is moving through for me with my own wisdom and yeah. Yes, I'm well, not sure. especially as a mother, and I don't know if you know this, I'm a parenting author and podcaster originally. That's where I started yeah. before I did business. So I, I'm, I love that the motherhood journey and parenting. But you know, quite often with the kids the age that your your kids are, we never get it. You know, it's it's the whole like I can't even go to the toilet by myself, right? Mm-hmm. You're kind of at that stage, but we need to carve out some time or opportunity to literally retreat, you know, to, to just take a step back and, and to maybe review and, and, and reconnect and recollect our thoughts and and move forward. You know, as I'm listening to you, I just want to highlight to our audience, hey, even if you're not a woman going through menopause, a lot of the messages that Lindley's sharing with us can still be super relevant to you um, in terms of reviewing your own life and asking, you know, your, your own questions, what you just said then, Lindley understanding who I am deeply. I think more people are wondering that about themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. menopause aside, and also um, knowing who we are underneath all of the the other expectations of other people. Sorry, I'll say that again. Knowing who we are underneath all the expectations of others. I feel like that's something everybody can relate to or at least benefit from pondering instead of just pondering their to-do list and what's for dinner and all those other things that we can get so busy with. So thank you for bringing some of these bigger and deeper questions to us today and and also looking at the metaphysical side of not symptoms, but messages from the body. Uh, I'd love to ask you now some a few questions, my guest questions. If you were to truly up your brave in 2024, what would you do? Mm. I, I think for me it's a continuation of doing what I'm doing so I think bravery for me is like um always taking courageous steps so I you know if I've done it then I don't get to call myself brave I have to do it again and again and again <laughs> so it's um yeah I've always moved outside of my comfort zone um I'm always scared and but I do it anyway so I think it's a continuation of um, of that and really I've really started to see what some of my limitations have been and and trying to find new ways to think about them or overcome them um, to move forward. Yeah, so when there's something I don't feel like I can do or I can't imagine it, it's, it's usually because of self-imposed limitations. So that's my upping my brave is just continuing to, mm-hmm. to explore those limitations that I have created for myself. <laughs> what a great way to live. That's so good. What is coming up for you, let's say, in the next, you know, six months or so? I mean, either personally or like in your business, what is coming up and how can people connect with you if they're keen to learn more, maybe join in your circle? I don't know if you do things online or, or only in person let us know 
Yeah, yeah. I've definitely got some things coming up. I've got, um, I do do online circles and um, I do them seasonally. So um, we have the season of the autumn moons and season of the winter moons, season of the springtime moons. So I do them in, in yeah, three month blocks. So people can join up for those. Um, I have my walking the autumn path, um, the revealing of the wise woman that will be uh, later in autumn. Um, I will have some workshops, um, I'm thinking Hamilton, Auckland and Tauranga and also online as well. But it's becoming a part of a very, um, a huge vision actually that's coming to life. What I thought was going to be in autumn this year is there will be parts of it, but there's a lot more um, really brewing there for me. So that's all there. And I have um, women's circles in Hamilton uh, every new moon I'm just starting a singing and uh, drumming circle as mm. well and um, what else have we got yeah and I do ceremony work as well so that's yeah. always um, open if people are interested in things like mama blessings and um, which is honoring the the mama to be as she's in her pregnancy journey and her birthing journey um, and hand fastings which is an alternative to um you know, legal, <laughs> legal marriage. So yeah, there's some cool options there for people. That's kind of what I've got coming up. Yeah. Thank you for highlighting that about the hand fastings, because I read it in your bio and I didn't know what it was. So that's great that you mentioned what that is and how your ceremonies are so important. And I love that you think about them and you do them slightly differently than, than the, the usual. Yes. So everyone, if you're wanting to get in touch or learn more or be part of, participate in one of these circles, you can get in touch with Lindley. Where do they find you? Like websites, socials? Yep. So I've got my website, um, lindleyerin.com. And I'm on uh, Facebook. And that is Lindley Erin Seasons and Circles. So you can find me there. Um, I do have a, um, a private Facebook group, um, which is Revealing the Wise Woman through perimenopause and menopause. Um, and yeah, that's, that it will be a great group to join if you'd like to explore the, um, spiritual and emotional psychological journey of menopause a lot more. Um, I'm trying to keep, get it very interactive if people wish to participate in my exploration. So <laughs> I will be nice. joining that group and I'll see you guys in there. <laughs> Fantastic. So for those of you wanting to look up Lindley, I'm going to spell it for them because, you know, we're on air and the, yeah. I will put the links on the replay page. On the replay page, you guys can go back, listen to this interview. You can share it with people. And I will also include Lindley's um, bio and contact details. But lindleyaron.com, L-Y-N-L-E-Y, Aaron, E-R-I-N.com. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Amazing. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap up and say farewell, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today? Um, I could just read you um, two of my little posts that I've put in my um, autumn path, if you like. The two, yes. two little paragraphs. Would you like me to read those? Yes. Um, so, okay, I'll read those to you. So all of us will have such different experiences on our perimenopause journeys. Our life conditioning so unique to us and how we have perceived it and the created layers and protections. This time of our lives, the letting go, like the falling of the autumn leaves, has such an invitation of what we can become conscious of, conscious of to alchemize. I know for me, things are appearing like parts waving a flag as if to say, when are you going to look? You will have to soon. 
It feels like an irritation, a squirming, a yearning to be alone to cocoon and weave. I believe the difficulties and conflicts that exist within us hold seeds of wisdom for the evolution in our lives, the pain that it is at the core of our being, our essence. If we can discover these seeds and liberate them into a sense of ease, peace and acceptance, perhaps our personal magic and power lies here, always within us, in our own hearts. So if you resonate with that yearning to turn inwards, how do you create space for yourself to do so? So that's a good question to ponder. And then I just have a very small couple of sentences here that I I really like as well in this exploration, um, which is the process of perimenopause or menopause is a mirror and a gateway. The mirror is a place to view who we are at this moment and what we've created thus far in life. And the gateway is a direction led by spirit, sacredness and unfettered expression, a new relationship with self. The in-between of the place of mirror and gateway is deep appreciation for the woman you have been and what you have experienced and are and the woman that is being revealed. Yeah. So it's a couple of types of writings that I do in my group exploration for people to explore with me. Yeah. So powerful. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Lindley, for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We've been talking to Lindley Aaron on the spiritual side of menopause, revealing the wise woman through Perry and menopause. Thanks for listening. With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom by simply visiting www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today.